Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Before we begin, if you like what you hear on Mile High Report Radio Podcast, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and... Go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now it's time to get to work. Adam, are you ready for another Broncos quarterback battle. I'm, no. Well, yes. that's what we're in for. That's what the 2021 training camp, set to start today, Wednesday, is going to be all about. Here yay. we go again. Yeah, yeah, yay. I'm all pumped up for it. Ah, it's okay. So let's just, let's just elephant in the room obviously we'll talk about it just very briefly I, uh, we called it last week in our show uh, while I was sweating in a garage in Florida which I know sounds weird to say but it's the truth uh, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be a Denver Bronco in the 2021 season and I'm not even going to start to talk about what could happen in 2022 because who cares at this point there's so much uh, in between now and then that let's just focus on on what we are uh, currently going to focus on, and that is this iteration of the Denver Broncos. And you, and you hit it on the head here. It, it all starts with quarterback, obviously. It just doesn't start with the quarterback that a lot of us were hoping for. And all of that offseason quarterback news that we got to follow along and, and get excited about and you know place bets on the Broncos to win the Super Bowl because we believed something was going to happen, and then and none of it happened. Now we get to move on, and we have to sort of just – take the good with the bad and or the 
bad with the bad or the Teddy with the Drew. I don't know how you want to say it, but it, that's the battle we have now. It, we're taking the Teddy with the Drew and we're going to figure out what happens next. And as much as I want to get excited about the return of football, I just can't. There's just what is there to be excited about? I, I mean, we've done this so many times. Case Keenum, Joe Flacco, Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, Drew Locke. Now here we are with Teddy Bridgewater. And Jeff Estery always talks about wanting to take a sledgehammer to that graphic on football games with the quarterback carousel. Well, now there's another person to add to the carousel in Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater is not the sledgehammer for that particular carousel. And I'm not saying that he won't play well or he'll win the starting job or he won't win the starting job. That's that's something that's going to be decided moving forward. But what I will say is it's a continuation of all of the problems that have been the post-Peyton Manning era. It's just the same issue over and over and over again. And the truth of it all is if the quarterback situation could be figured out with the talent level on this team, even starting in 2016, you had the talent in place to have what I would call playoff contenders, teams that could make a deep run. There is talent on this team, but as you know, and people don't want to, don't want to believe in QB wins and that's fine. And I'm not going to get into that argument, but if QB wins wasn't a thing, then it wouldn't matter that Drew Locke was a terrible quarterback last year. It wouldn't matter that Teddy Bridgewater doesn't light up your board. So it is a thing in that the quarterback makes a difference, and the difference that's going to be made this year is going to have to come from a journeyman QB who's never really found footing in the league or a third-year rookie. Is that what we're calling Drew Locke? Does he still get rookie status? I sure as heck hope not. A third-year guy who looked pretty terrible last year. There aren't. There is no excited poppers that go off for that. There's no fireworks right now. It's a lot of duds and I sure we can hope. uh, But as they say in, uh, you know, AFC Richmond, it's the hope that kills you. So uh, I know Ted Lasso said that that wasn't correct, but it feels like it's right as of right now. And that seems like what has been the driving force for the Broncos since Peyton Manning retired is hope. Let's have a great defense and hope the quarterback pans out. Mm. Hasn't worked. It's not going to work. Basing your entire franchise philosophy on hope is a fool's errand. And the fact that we're in this position again on the eve of training camp with a roster, as we've talked about, ad nauseum, that is one of the best in football. But it's going to be all for naught because the quarterback situation is still horrible. And I totally understand that people want to hope that Drew Locke is going to be able to take that step that Josh Allen took by the fact that Josh Allen is the only one to pretty much ever do it shows you how unrealistic it is. Now, both of us will will totally take Drew Locke taking that giant step forward. Fantastic. But it's not going to be expected. Don't don't ask me to go into the season expecting it. That's a, that's a, I think that's my thing. If, if you're a, a fandom gatekeeper, 
which they're they're out in full force right now. I, I'm I'm fine with you wanting to tell me that I need to support my team and blah 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 blah. That's fine. You want to tell me that? That's fine. But don't expect me to get excited about the same thing over and over again. What is, isn't it Einstein who said that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Isn't, doesn't that kind of feel like what's going on here? Retread on a, on a QB, a journeyman QB or a guy at the end of his career, like a la case Keenum, a la Joe Flacco, a la Teddy Bridgewater. And just here comes drew lock to save, save the day. If I'm in a burning building and Drew Locke shows up and he needs to save me by not throwing an interception, I'm a little nervous. Not going to lie. So can he make that meteoric step? Because it's not a step. What, what Josh Allen did, let's be, let's be frank about it here. You can be Tom, but I'm going to be frank. It was, a, it was as if, you ever seen the Jets take off, like the Blue Angels, they do the thing where they take off and they, they sort of just pull up and they just go straight up in the air, right? You ever seen that? That's yeah, what he Top did. Gun, you see it all the time. Watch Top Gun. It's a great movie. It's one of the, one of the uh, all-time American classics. It's a it's very accurate. It could almost be a documentary. I'm sure. Uh, I'm probably going to get some some SmackDown hate on that. But that's what he did. It was a, a sort of a strange, exponentially ridiculous climb to being a good quarterback. Do you expect that from Drew Locke? Do, do you expect it? I think that's the question. Do you expect it? My answer is no, I don't expect it. I no, will be happy to be pleasantly surprised. I, no, it's just I'm not even going to put it on the plate. I'm not even going to try that. Since I'm in the sports betting industry and the gaming business, I'm not putting money on that. That's a good, that's a good way to look at it. Ask yourself. And I'm sure some, many of you have actually asked yourself this question and, and put money on it or haven't, would I bet money on the Denver Broncos making a deep playoff run? And I don't know how you would put money on that. Like what defines a deep playoff run with Drew Lockett at, at the helm. And I think most of us, if we were going to put money on that, we'd also hedge our bets in some way uh, because we know that it's not a great bet as of right now. doesn't mean it wouldn't pay off be fantastic if it did you know there's there's a reason you put you know a dollar here or a dollar there and you're not betting your mortgage on something like that don't bet your mortgage on something never like bet that. your mortgage never bet you your mortgage. go into sports betting thinking you're gonna make a paycheck out of it don't do it you're, you're not it for the wrong reason it's for entertainment know your limits exactly. all those things we have we have we sort of covered our bases on that i don't know what we the have. disclaimer is but as long as we've hit it i'd like to just get to the base of that and then move on I think All right. it's important to talk about, though, when you talk about sports betting and gaming. I, I just think being responsible is huge because there are a lot of people who have been impacted by it. But in terms, to get back to the quarterbacks, right, real quick, Jeff Legwald with ESPN, I think pretty much set the bar as low as it possibly can when it comes to the quarterbacks and the expectation for training camp. A lot will be said, seen and dissected about the Broncos QB competition in the coming days. But turnovers are going to matter. So keep an eye on those. This from GM George Payton Tuesday on the decision. Who's the most consistent? Who's the most steady? Who's the most calm? Well, to me, that screams Teddy Bridgewater. But aside from that, not who gives us the best chance to win, not who's going to score the most points, not who's going to move the ball up and down the field and make defenses have to defend him and the offense. It's Consistent, steady, calm. 
Woo. Again, no fireworks, no, no poppers going off. Nothing that makes me super ecstatic about the current situation. And, and you're right. I think that does sort of scream uh, Teddy Bridgewater, the sort of boring, it, you know what it almost screams. And, and you're going to hate me for saying this. It, it almost screams Trevor Simeon. And, yeah, and, but it does. It, it, it does. But ironically, that's the last time the Broncos had a winning record. Well, maybe they need to call Trevor up. I don't know what he's doing today, but uh, if he's available, is is that is Trevor Simeon an upgrade over what's going on? I don't think so. Let's not let's not jump into that rabbit hole and drown ourselves in that particular sorrow because, yikes! But I, I will say this: whether it's Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, the the answer is turnovers. And uh, I, I think it's a, a legitimate conversation to have with this team moving forward. And we're obviously going to do a training camp breakdown here in just a minute. We're going to talk about some uh, some battles that will take place uh, as far aside as positions go, aside from quarterback, because there are other positions on the field, as people are wont to tell us. But moving forward, the issue with this team has to be turnovers on both sides of the football. And we looked it up before we started recording because we were curious as we had talked a little bit about it. And a couple of interesting facts. Number one, the Broncos were minus 16 in turnover ratio in 2020. That's bad. That's that's a turnover a game if you want to average it out. They had one fewer turnover a game than their opponent every single game. That's bad. I don't care who you are. That's bad. And then I asked you this question. How many defensive turnovers do you think, or defensive touchdowns, excuse me, do you think the Denver Broncos had in 2020? How many defensive touchdowns? And I said two. And you were two too many. They had no defensive touchdowns. Not a single so, pick six or fumble recovery return for a touchdown. None of that. But to be the supreme optimist, it can't get any worse. That's right. the, only, the only direction you can go is up. You can't have negative touchdowns. It's not possible. But I'm uh, sure the Broncos could find a way. They'll figure it out. I'm sure they will. But that that right there has to be the focus, right? The hallmark of a Vic Fangio defense, you saw him with the Bears, turnovers. They got turnovers, and they turned that into points. And when you give your offense, which might not be a very good offense because of who the quarterback is, when you give them space to work, when you put them at the 50, or your opponent's 40 because of a turnover, or you put points on the board for them because they can't do it themselves, it gives your team a better chance to win. The defense has not done that over the course of the last two seasons. The defense has done a good job of stopping teams. The defense has been a good defense that prevents other teams from scoring a lot of points most of the time. But they haven't been a great defense that scores points on their own or gives the ball back to their offense in optimal positions. It just hasn't happened. And yes, it will be a focus in training camp, but holy cow, looking at those numbers and to sort of come to that realization that it's been that bad, I didn't see it coming. I did not expect that. Yeah, but it gets even worse. As oh, Zach Bai tweeted on Monday, he said, I knew the Broncos were bad at takeaways, but I didn't realize they've had four total interceptions in the last two seasons from their cornerbacks as he adds in a league that passes more than ever four interceptions from their cornerbacks in two years that has to get better it has to get better and I think the one thing that that George Payton did do is improve the secondary this year 
I think all everyone listening to this and those not listening to this would agree that the Broncos have one of the best secondaries in football, but it's got to create turnovers. It has to get interceptions. Yeah, without question. And that is an interesting fact. And just to sort of reiterate, we're talking about just cornerbacks. There have been other interceptions by players in other positions, and that's fine. I mean, if you want to, you know, think back to like the Shelby Harris interception against Pittsburgh, for example, that was cool. Uh, that's not a cornerback, right? That's not somebody covering a wide receiver on a go route or whatever you want to call it. So it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And it's something that's got to change. And if it doesn't change again, we're just, it's lather rinse repeat with this particular team right now, with the way that the Denver Broncos are run and the way that they're doing things. And and it's sort of over and over and over again, kind of stuff. It does get frustrating to talk about it in that way, but that's kind of where we're at. You don't have a choice to talk about other things because that's who the Denver Broncos are right now. They're a a good defense that doesn't create turnovers and the offense doesn't score points. And so even though they hold teams to 24 points a game, if you only score 20, it don't matter. And that has to change. And I hope it does. I think the one thing that is going to be another defining aspect of this whole season is special teams. Because for some reason, Tom McMahon is still the special teams coordinator. And they were a little bit better in 2020, but really, I mean, it, it, they did like have a return from- for a touchdown. Just like that quote from George Payton about the quarterbacks, the bar isn't exactly high here. So that's one thing that I'm going to be looking at. And it's hard to tell from training camp what the special teams looks like. We may get an idea in the three preseason games. I I think that is going to be one aspect that can really help this team. And it's been one that has been lacking since the Super Bowl, just like everything else. But – uh, that's that's where depth comes in. That's where some of these position battles are going to play a big aspect in, in the success of this football team and the success of training camp. Yeah, and like you said, we'll, we'll know more during the preseason when they start to get to preseason games, uh, especially with the special teams. It's hard to tell at practice. Well, did they do a good job at practice? Probably it's practice. I mean, not to – not to sound like Vance Joseph here, but you know, we do want them to have good days of practice. It would be fantastic. But also you won't know anything about the special teams and, and how well they do on the field until they actually get out on the field. The, the key is going to be finding guys that can be good on special teams on both sides, kicking and receiving and, and, and you know, getting a good return guy. And, and we've liked Deontay Spencer. He's done a good job. I think there are other uh, ways that they can continue to improve in the return game. And, and we'll see how that sort of shakes out because you usually find a guy or two during training camp, whether it be on your roster or somebody else's that you think you can, you can put into situations that will improve. That being said, looking at the current roster, and that's kind of where we're going to go here. There are some really interesting position battles aside from the cornerback or quarterback, I should say, uh, and not necessarily battles, but just how are these groups going to play out? Like what is going to happen with some of these groups. And I got, I got a list of them written down here. The one that sort of offensively sticks out, there's a couple of them. And I want to hit one real quick and that's running back because running back to me is one where you've got the rookie and Javante Williams and you've got Melvin Gordon. 
No more Philip Lindsay. I don't see Royce Freeman as being much more than uh, a camp body who will eventually get moved. Maybe he, you know, stays on as a, as the third running back. I don't I really know, but I feel like there's an opportunity at running back for the Broncos to control the football. And if Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon can be a nice duo, that could be a, a big plus for the offense. I think the one area that Royce Freeman has hurt is the signing of Mike Boone. That's going to be your third running back because he contributes on special teams. That's an area that Mike Boone can be a, a big contributor. And then he can, he can jump in on passing situations to be the passing back. But I think Pookie Williams is a three down back. All the talk that we've heard from the start of before even the draft started on that third, on that second day, when Josina Anderson had that tweet comparing him to all these different guys from a respected NFL source, Javante Williams has the potential to be a three down back and the best running back in this draft. It's now it's not going to happen right away. He's going to have to get up to speed, learn the offense, learn the offensive line, learn the NFL, the speed of the NFL. But I wouldn't be surprised if Williams at some point in the season becomes the starter because after this year, Melvin Gordon doesn't have a contract and this could be a way to transition to Javante Williams being your every down running back. Would you almost, you'd almost say that Melvin Gordon is the bridge running back to the future starter and Javante Williams. I like that. I'm, 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 I'm down with that. It sure would be nice if we had a bridge starter to a, rookie quarterback and never mind i'll just i digress as for freeman <laughs> i i wouldn't be and benjamin albright has mentioned this some other people on social media have mentioned this i wouldn't be surprised to see royce freeman traded to the rams i could see that i, I would like to see him land in a spot where he gets a chance i think we've all uh you know i always sort of hope for the best for former broncos i think that's kind of a a hallmark of this fan base we don't, you know unless you unless you go to the chiefs or the raiders uh, you know, good luck to you. I hope you find success. If you're on the Chiefs of the Raiders, I, I hope you don't get hurt, but I also hope your teams lose all their games. <laughs> That's just the way that is. But I do I do hope that he's able to, uh, if it's not with the Broncos, find some success somewhere. But you're right. The, the, the Boone signing is, is one that uh, is going to continue to push him further and further away and out of the Broncos rotation. And that's just kind of the way it is. Um, staying on the offensive side, you've got an, I mean, you've got to really look at the interior offensive line and think to yourself, there are about a thousand different combinations that the Broncos could go with. And they just signed another center in, uh, in Brett Jones out of Minnesota, Peyton sort of sticking with his Minnesota roots there. That's I will a, say he's more of just a third option. Like sure. If, if Cushenberry or Meniers gets hurt, then that's when Jones will come in. Sure. But you, but you do sort of see like a, you know, he kind of uses Minnesota as his uh, I don't know, safety net, security blanket. I don't know what you want to call it, but there are guys there that he clearly knows and wants to bring them in because he trusts them. And I like that. I think I'm, I'm fine with that. But this offensive line, you've got Reisner, you've got, uh, I'm going to go to my list here. You got Meniers, you got Glasgow, you got Mooty, even got Schlotman, you've got Lloyd Cushenberry, who uh, was drafted and we were high on him when he was drafted and it's taken him a little while to come, you know, to come around. I think that his rookie year was a tough year for him. I'd like to see him improve and get the chance to improve. Obviously there's a lot going on in the interior offensive line. 
and I think the main, the, the big battle is center. It, it's between Lloyd Cushenberry and Quinn Meniers, the belly, let the belly breathe. And I, I don't think it's going back to expectations. I don't think there's an expectation that Meniers is going to come in and take the starting center position. <clears throat> I think Cushenberry is the de facto starter, but he has to be better. And I think he knows that. The Broncos have said it. Fangio knows it. Mike Munchak says it and knows it. So it, that's going to be an interesting battle because Meniers pretty much came out of nowhere. He had that showing at the senior bowl where we first saw the photo of him with that belly. And it just, it was a meet talk about meteoric rise. He came out of nowhere and then got drafted by the Broncos in the third round. And I mean, I, I going back to the betting aspect to come from where he was to get drafted. Oh my Lord. I mean, he definitely has the right mindset and the approach and what you want from a player in that kind of position. And I think he's going to push Lloyd Cushenberry, which I think is what Cushenberry needs. But I also think having a year under his belt and having the chance to work with Mike Munchak is really going to help Cushenberry. Absolutely. And, you know, if you think about what you have with Lloyd Cushenberry, we, we talked about this last year. You have him surrounded by Dalton Reisner, who was not as good in year two as he was in year one. Coming into his third year, uh, a better understanding of the league even further. He's going to be, I think he's going to be better uh, with that year under his belt. You've got Graham Glasgow on the other side. You get that's two veterans who are, uh, who can anchor the line. But then you've also got Mooty and you've got Meniers and you've got, you know, you've got the ability to sort of create a rotation that, that can be pretty solid. You still have Garrett Bowles at left tackle who, in some sort of Josh Allen fashion turned into a, a really, really good left tackle for the Denver Broncos. It, it's, uh, you know, it's unfathomable to me that a Mike Munchak uh, offensive line with that kind of talent on it, isn't going to be uh, a strength of this team. And a good offensive line is a great place to start, especially when you have a shaky quarterback play and you're not really sure what you're going to get out of the rest of the offense, that's at least a way to give you time, help you run the ball, control the clock. And I, and I like that that is sort of the focus here, that you've got guys that can be good in a rotation. And the more time they play together, that's the other thing that's going to come into it. Offensive line is like a dance. It's one of the things you always hear from offensive linemen. You've got to know your steps. You've got to know the choreography that goes into being an offensive lineman one more year together as they have now, I, I think they can continue to grow and be better uh, this year than they were last year, meaning that 2021 could be a really good year for the Broncos offensive line. The other big position battle to look for on offense is right tackle. That remains the bugaboo for this organization. Um, is it a position battle or is it just, you just like, you just like to see somebody be able to play right tackle for the Denver Broncos. I wouldn't even say play right tackle, just serviceable, serviceable, be, be okay. Like in the top 50% would be nice, right? It would be. It's been, it's been rough. When was, who was the last great right tackle for the, the Denver Broncos? Orlando Franklin. Yeah. And he's not, I don't know if you've seen him. He's lost a lot of weight. He's not coming back. He's, uh, he's looking good. Good for him. I, you know. Yeah. He lost like three of himself. Yeah. He's he, I loved his, when he first started and he, uh, showing everybody and he said, how come nobody told me my face looked that fat dude, nobody was going to mess with you at that size. 
No, you look good. You look good, Orlando. It's fantastic. Yeah, right tackle is the is the tricky one. Uh, all right, let's jump to the defensive side. Defense feels pretty set. Um, yeah, I don't really think there is. Maybe fourth edge. Yeah, uh, linebacker. You're, you know, I think it's pretty pretty well set at, at linebacker. Maybe you'll you'll see some shakeups, but uh, really, I don't see anything on defense that makes me go, "Ooh, there's a big battle there." You know who your starting safeties are. You know who your starting corners are. You know Von Miller's coming back, and according to Von Miller, he's going to be amazing. So, you know, I like Von Miller's hype machine. It's always in, in the process of working for him. Von Miller is very good at hyping himself up. Even with his injury, he was like, but I'm going to come back stronger. I, I believe you. I Sounds great. Bradley Chubb. I mean. Malik Reed. Sure. Is the biggest question linebacker with Alex Johnson and, and Josie Jewell? To me, that's that's the place that I have the least amount of confidence in this defense because again Shelby Harris Draymond Jones they're going to be good up front where's your weakness it's got to be linebacker right and the inability to cover the tight end I think middle linebacker and I think depth at defensive line I think the depth in that area and then as I said the fourth edge who's going to step up and be that fourth edge guy and while they may not get a lot of reps they potentially could it's going to come down to who's the best on special teams yeah, special teams becomes the big bugaboo. Can you can that's how guys are going to make the squad. You look at like I just got done writing uh, my roster review for Trey Marshall, and then they went and signed a safety, which was rude. Uh, but <laughs> they uh, they, yeah, they know what they have in these guys, and so can he break in uh, and play special teams? Can you know can any can any of these guys that are trying to make the team and potentially play uh, be serviceable on special teams, which would then keep them on the roster? as compared to somebody who's not going to make the roster because they can't play special teams. They don't provide any value other than in one position, and that doesn't do them any good. Kind of an interesting spot to be in. It is. and But again, it all comes down to quarterback. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.